long time in the making, but it's finally here. You see him the beat. This is Voices of UCM, sponsored by Rise Community Services. Today, we sit down with Isaiah Townley, a junior anthropology major, and discuss his experiences with anthropology, his work at KMOS, and things he likes to do outside of college. Hello, everyone. This is Voices of UCM. I'm your host, Andrew Zellner, and today I am here with junior anthropology major uh, Isaiah Townley. How are you doing today, Isaiah? Good, good. It's nice to be here. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear it. So let's go ahead and just let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, so how did you get into anthropology? Uh, you know, originally I came in here, didn't really know what to do. I was like, I like history, I guess. That's um, fair. And I, like one week before I actually... Uh, was about to start my classes my girlfriend gives me her paper and she's an anthropology major and I'm looking through the classes I'm like oh man I want to take that oh I really wish I could take that and it just kept happening to the point Mm -hmm. where I was like okay why don't I just change if I'm (laughs) going to want to take all of these courses so I switched over Mm -hmm. and I just realized that's where I'm kind of supposed to be I just love learning Mm -hmm. everything about it so were you like originally a, a history major, or was it un- were you undecided? Uh, no, I know I did decide to be history major, and I still love history, but mm-hmm. I think the approach that history takes is a lot different than anthropology. Right. And I just don't really want to be like a historian, really. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense because it's a very I imagine it's a very different position because anthropology is very specific in its sectors of like right. what you're studying so in, in in specific are you interested in any like specific part of anthropology like are you an archaeologist or are you more like a cultural anthropologist uh you know i am kind of stuck between two things right now and i've kind of chosen one of them i originally my main focus was to be a biological anthropologist and to do forensic anthropology okay and that would be analyzing bones and kind of like crime scenes so forth okay but the more i thought about it i was like well i don't know if i really want to research bones necessarily and okay. go through graduate school and all that because that, i that'd be a lot of work yeah i'm not really interested in researching bones i just okay. like learning about them uh-huh. so i'm kind of positioning myself towards linguistics because i really okay. love language and that's something i would want to study for a long period of time okay so like history of of languages that yeah, kind of, of like that. Thing. Yeah. Okay. So is that like your? That's kind of what you want to go into for like a job field. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm uh, positioning myself in right now. Uh, I always thought it would be cool to be the guy who has to make like uh, constructed languages for movies or something like uh, that. Oh, something like that. Yeah, I think that would be really cool. But you know, any study of language would be really awesome. Is there like a particular language that uh, you like to study more than others? Uh, I mean, right now I'm trying to learn Japanese. So a lot of my things I do on my free time, I'm studying that. Uh Uh, And I also really like constructed languages, like I mentioned. Uh Uh, So I'm learning Esperanto at the same time. And kind of, I just like looking at all these constructed languages because it kind of tells a story of how languages were created Uh in the first place, you know. 
So what, what, which one is Esperanto again? Ah, uh, Esperanto. It's supposed to be like a global language, kind of. Okay. Uh, it it was made so that international kind of relations can can be established. Can be established, and it kind of is based more on like the Romance Germanic kind of languages. Okay. So like, if you know English, Italian, French, Spanish. It's really easy to learn it, but okay. it's supposed to be for everyone. That's really interesting. I haven't. I need to. I need to look yeah. into that because, like, as we continue into this like global age, like I feel like having that that sort of middle ground where everyone can kind of come together and learn the same language. It's kind of the reason why like things like emoticons and emojis are so right. effective yeah. is because they're cross cultural. They're, they're cross. Um, they're cross languages where you can just understand it. Right. So absolutely. I think. I, I definitely need to, I definitely need to look into that. Yeah. I think that's 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 really interesting. Yeah. Is there any? Um, I guess this kind of ties into specific like the language question. Is there like a particular place you want to study like the particular language of? Maybe like from like a specific region or something like that for your career. Yeah. Uh, well, the I guess this isn't really a career thing, but I'm okay. hoping to do a project. Uh, I'm working with. I'm trying to get into this uh, thing called McNair Scholars. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and they help you do a project. And back home, uh, we have a population of Marshallese people. Uh, oh, okay. They come from the Marshall Islands. And uh -huh. they uh, all migrated with their queen, I want to say, into this one specific town uh -huh. in Arkansas where I'm from. So that's, I was hoping to investigate yeah. that. I think that would be so cool to look at. Yeah. Um, in terms of career, I... I really am into trying to kind of uh, do ethnographic things where you would immerse yourself in a culture okay. and learn it. I'm not really sure which culture that would be yet, okay. but I'm really into just like full immersion, just trying to put yourself out there. Uh, I think that would be really interesting and fun. Yeah. Trying to like really understand a particular culture, yeah. I think that that's something I also would love to do at, at some point with with my work, either like for like a documentary or something like that. Yeah, for sure. I think that would be that'd be really interesting to see how that goes. And I didn't know that they that the I, I already forgot like how to pronounce it. It was uh what was it again? I'm sorry. Uh, the Mars. The what? Uh, the people in Arkansas. We were. Just oh oh about. oh, Marshallese. The Marshallese. Marshallese yeah. yeah, I didn't know about that. that's how yeah. they end up there. That's kind of yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I didn't, I mean, I just kind of noticed it at first, and I was just, I never really thought about it. I didn't know they were from, they were islanders necessarily. Uh -huh. I was just like, you know, this is an interesting group of people, I yeah. wonder. Because it has already, that uh, town has a very high Latino population, so I was oh, like, okay. okay, maybe this is just like, you know, a very mix of people. Mm -hmm. No, there's a very specific event that happened. Yeah, it wasn't just, interesting. you know, circumstance or anything, so I just randomly got told one day. I think it'd be interesting to look at kind of like maybe even like the mix of those two cultures because oh, yeah. there's Absolutely. a lot of instances throughout history of like the of like two completely not necessarily isolated but like two completely different cultures coming together and kind of melding together. Right. That's like, um, yeah. that's honestly the that's it's kind of the antithesis not the antithesis but like the the thesis of America yeah. after a certain point. So it's interesting to see that still kind of happening mm. uh, in the modern day. Yeah, absolutely. That mm -hmm. kind of boiling pot kind of idea that's yeah. always talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are some of the classes that you get uh, in, like, the anthropology uh, major? Yeah, so in anthropology, I believe we have two gen eds that every uh, one can take for credit and also 
each anthropology student starts with cultural anthropology and prehistory. Right. Which are kind of the two fields, uh, main fields. Uh, there's many subcategories, but, mm -hmm. you know, the biological and the cultural kind of aspects. Mm -hmm. uh, and from there, you can really go on and kind of try and specialize. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I'm taking linguistics right now. Uh -huh. Obviously, the kind of cultural side of it, but I'm also taking osteology at the same time, which is oh, very right. much the biological bones and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I would say it's really open, and you get so many electives that you can really tailor your college experience to what you want to learn. You're not forced into one narrow kind of space. So for me, I'm also doing a lot of Spanish, a lot of geography, stuff mm -hmm. like that, which can really supplement my major itself. Right, yeah. Um, have you taken that one class, uh, hoax and myth in anthropology? Oh yes, because I've been I've been yes. looking to take that one. Is Dude. that a fun class? Yeah, absolutely. That class is so okay. fun. You learn about just conspiracy theories, I, yeah, like that, for a semester. Uh, and the teacher is really fun. Uh, she she can have like this kind of she kind of likes to go on rants, mm -hmm. which in that class it totally works because it's kind of just like it's it's not exactly like. A blow off class, but it, uh -huh. you're taking it kind of for fun. You are right. learning, but it's kind of just a class we all like to talk and just kind of uh, discuss conspiracy theories and trying mm -hmm. to debunk them. So it's so much fun. Yeah. And even for non anthropology majors, I think if you're interested in kind of archaeology, mm -hmm. definitely fun class. Yeah, because I've, I've taken uh, prehistory uh, okay, yeah. with. Dr. Marsh, yes. and she's the one that teaches that yeah, class she teaches, as well. Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm definitely looking to take that uh, next oh, yeah. semester. That would be so fun. I thought, dang, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm thinking of taking more anthropology classes in general because, I think mostly because of Dr. Marsh, because mm -hmm. I didn't realize it could be that interesting of a field. Because when you, when you hear anthropology, it kind of... It doesn't really have a defined thing in in most people's heads, you know, and so that's kind of right. how I was. But coming yeah. into it, it was very interesting. I was like, oh, this is this is different from what I expected. Learning about basically human human prehistory, as it's called, yeah. uh, and so I'd be I'd be interested in taking some more classes there. I think. Yeah, and that's the one thing about anthropology. A lot of people don't really understand what it is necessarily, and it can be both vague and very specific at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's about humans you know and that i think that's one of the most important things for humans to learn about you know you, yeah, you should sure. have this knowledge of where you come from how people work and i think it just really gives a idea of like companionship with everyone in the whole world your mm -hmm. environment so i think it's super important for everyone to take an anthropology class yeah i think it's like i i think that's a good way to put it like the study of humans is a good way to to kind of mix all of those segments together into something cohesive there. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think that's all of them. Yeah. Um, are there any opportunities to, like, utilize, like, your anthropologic skill set in, like, your current, um, I guess your current, either in college or in, like, your job? Yeah. Uh, I've been really wanting to utilize. Uh, so I work at KMOS PBS, mm -hmm. a on-campus kind of job. And we have the freedom to do a lot of different projects right? Uh, that we want to do video uh, kind of work and I really want to do maybe something with international students Oh yeah. and kind of seeing how the culture kind of clashes when they come over here, mm -hmm. what kind of things 
are difficult, what's really fun, the food, everything. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be really interesting. Uh, it's something I've been kind of working on in the back of my head, but I want to try and have a very clear idea of what I want to do. I don't want to just be like, hey, international students, just say stuff. You know, I want to have kind right. of a, a mission, but that's definitely something I want to do that would mix anthropology with also my interest in the job that I have mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that, and also just documentaries. Yeah. That's super, like, uh, involved with anthropology, you know, mm -hmm. trying to uh, capture a culture and really uh, deep dive into who these people are. So mm -hmm. uh, most definitely I think my job and my major kind of mesh well, and uh -huh. I can really utilize both. Yeah. I think that would be a, a really interesting show to get off the ground where it's you have, like, like I said, need, it would probably need some structure. But I think that could be like a, 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 a big a big hit because like looking at seeing how even either like seeing how they adapt to our culture or seeing how their culture, how they're keeping how they're keeping up with not necessarily keeping up with that, but like how they're maintaining it throughout right, their yeah. visit here. I think that would be interesting to see what that looks like. We'll be right back with more voices of UCM after this break. That's the sound of a door slamming in your face. That's the sound heard by many individuals living with a disability. But it doesn't have to be. Rise Community Services is committed to opening doors, not closing them. We believe that each person deserves a life that is full of hope and empowered by self-choice. If you or a loved one need help, please visit watchusrise.org. Hey y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. I love that country music connects people all over this great nation, but unfortunately so does something else, childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks works to rescue our surplus food to help provide billions of meals to families in need across the country. Join the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Voices of UCM, brought to you by RISE Community Services. We've been talking to Isaiah Townley, a junior anthropology major, and we will continue our discussion about his work at KMOS right now. So, how did you end up working at uh, KMOS? Uh, so, I originally, I had a friend here who was only here for, I think, a year and a half. Okay. Uh, one of the first people I ever met at UCM. I actually met them through Reddit on the subreddit for UCM. And oh, we just okay. got to talking, and we were like, oh, yeah, we might both sign up for UCM. And then, mm -hmm. like, a couple months later, we were like, hey, did you ever come to UCM? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we ended up on the same dorm and yeah. everything. And she worked at KMOS, mm -hmm. and she was kind of talking about it. I was like, dude, that seems so fun. You just get to mess with cameras, shoot projects, all this kind of stuff. That sounds awesome. At the time, I was working at McDonald's. So yeah, maybe so. I, you know, I had a low bar, but... <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think it'd be pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, so I heard about that, and I was like, man, I'm going to try it out. And I, I'm anthropology major. Most of the people who work there, in fact, all of them, DMP majors. Obviously, yeah. So I was like, this is a shot in the dark, but I'm going to try. I mean, you and, got it, clearly. Yeah, and I, I ended up getting it uh, just because I have a passion for uh, cinematography. Mm -hmm. I've worked as mostly an actor, but I've been on shoots and stuff like that before. Right. I've worked with cameras and editing software. Mm -hmm. 
And also, the anthropology actually gave me a big boost because my boss, uh, Josh Tomlinson, he talked about how he had worked with an anthropologist before. Oh, okay. And how anthropology can really make you see things in more of a human aspect. Yeah. And you would think everyone sees it in that way, but it's hard for people to not have a judgmental mind. Right. Or try and frame it in a certain way. And he thought that I could really help capture stories of people uh, really well and just give kind of a fresh a view and aspect that, you know, not no offense to like DMP people. Obviously. But you're going to have a much different focus education than I would have mm-hmm. where I'm not very technical, but I want to try and capture yeah. a certain uh, message or story. Uh, so, you know, anthropology helps you out with even fields that you may not think will require that, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, uh, it's about marketing yourself and really using the knowledge that you've gained to apply it to other things in your life. So that's why I think it's so important. Again, you know, mm-hmm. I love anthropology. It's just so interconnected with everything in the world, you know? Right. So. Yeah, that was something interesting. I remember, I remember you, you sending me like the, the little list of things before, before this, before the show, um, and saying that you worked at KMOS and I was like, oh, that's, that's strange, but then when I really when I when I really <laughs> no. thought about it, I was like, wait, no, that makes sense, especially for like a local network like a PBS that's going to have a lot more. Um, I don't know if intimate is the right word, but like smaller scale where you're yeah. where you're like having smaller programs with very specific people on, and like a bunch of documentaries and stuff and a bunch of educational content. And I think that the humanistic element of it really did work well and I don't think I realized that at first but after thinking about it I was like oh that yeah that actually kind of checks out that makes sense and that's another reason why I do want to take some more anthrop- anthropology stuff because it really is more about figuring out how humans work how to understand other people and I think that's probably the most valuable aspect of it and that's it, super valuable for for me who wants to be like a filmmaker because if I if I want to make realistic character characters of, of any sort, then I should probably understand how people work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, you know, you got to know how to look at humans in a whole different perspective and not use your own biases and perspective because in that way, you're not going to be able to capture a realistic person. You're going to just always be kind of projecting what you know onto somebody. Right. And, you know, if you look throughout history, that's caused so many issues. You know, a lot of the movies we look at in the past, you're like, oh, man, they were so biased. Mm-hmm. And that bias comes from not using a really anthropological lens mm-hmm. of seeing a person as their own self and not pushing yourself on them and trying to mm-hmm. force them to think a certain way they shouldn't. So especially with DMP, I think it's so important to at least keep that in mind and mm-hmm. change your perspective, even if you don't take classes just think as people, as individual right. people with their own cultures that are all important and significant, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think we, we, you were talking about it a little bit earlier, uh, but you're like actually on the production side of KMS. It's not like a desk job or anything, right? No, yeah, no. We're, we're completely doing production. Uh, we do, uh, we have the political people come in sometimes. We do a uh-huh. show for them. We do a weekly cinema sit down where we talk about a movie we've watched and that's kind of just to practice Mm -hmm. uh we're also working on a project where we're shooting uh these kind of short 10 minute six minute videos for local businesses oh right stuff like that and 
So we're out on the field. We're we're going out shooting things, and it's very uh, free and customizable. You mm-hmm. want to do whatever you have a passion for, a dream for. Uh-huh. So uh, especially for me, I really want to try and uh, get to work and just really get some nice projects out uh, maybe next semester because uh-huh. I'll be more uh, free. And I got so many ideas kind of going through my brain that I want to mm-hmm. make. Maybe you can give us a little bit of a free. What what are some of those ideas? Yeah, I mean the I have an international student one. Right. Yeah. I have another one kind of based on I can't really spoil it because it kind of ruins a part of it. But well, it's then about just give us like a little yeah, bit. It's like communication. Okay. It's about communication and how humans kind of perceive relationships and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I also really just want to do anything where I'm kind of investigating a really small group of people uh-huh. uh i i'm not entire i'm not you know a missouri native so i don't really oh, know right. what groups are out there but uh, i'm really interested in maybe looking at like any local music scenes and stuff like that oh yeah because i'm a huge uh music nerd i love uh, all sorts of music uh so mm-hmm. i would really like to maybe kind of look at that and that kind of comes from my teacher who uh-huh. uh uh amber clifford she does linguistics uh-huh. and she did a whole thing on uh metal and stuff like that, oh, metal right, groups and yeah. stuff. So that kind of inspired me. I was like, well, maybe I can, you know, I don't know if there's any metal groups around this area, but something like that I think would be interesting. Uh, yeah. So, oh, that completely makes me, made me lost my thought. So I think there actually are um, quite a few music groups. I've seen, like, music groups advertised, like, around campus and stuff. Um, so I would be, I would definitely be interested to see, because I've seen, like, them advertised, like, on posters and stuff, so I I think there is, like, a scene in just Warrenburg alone, and then especially if you expand it to Kansas City, you'd probably be able to find a lot of stuff there, so that would be an interesting show. I think that would be, that would be really neat. I hope so. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, I think I I had something, and I completely, Mm -hmm. completely forgot what it what it was about KMOS, and I, I apologize. Maybe working with other people. Or yeah. So, kind of... what's it like getting that like collaborative process as like an anthropologist? Yeah. So, kind of working at KMOS, you're very reliant on everyone else uh, that you work with, mm-hmm. because a production you cannot do it by yourself. Right. That's absolutely going to be a mess. You need camera, microphone, audio. Mm-hmm. You know. And all these different people, someone editing it. And you have to be able to work together with all these different people. Mm-hmm. And I think anthropology really helps me do that because I can kind of sit down and think from the other person's point of view mm-hmm. and try and work with them. And I'm also very just open to any ideas. Right. You know, and uh, I think that's kind of different than I think DMP people because you have a very set idea as far as I can see, of kind of what's right, what's wrong, how things should be done. Mm-hmm. And I say that just because I've run into conflict where I'm like, well, right. why don't we do things this way? And they're like, well, that's not really how we would do it. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I get that. But, you know, I, 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 I find myself to be a very, like, kind of creative person. I kind of like to push things a little bit mm-hmm. in the art that I make. So uh, I think it just helps me maybe push the boundaries a little bit and help me work with others and, you know, communicate. It really helps you communicate and you don't really get upset when you're in conflict with someone because you're constantly trying to understand the other person. You're not seeing it as, like, this fight, you know. Right. And that's super important and just being able to communicate 
this is what I want done, and this is how I think we should do it. If you have different uh -huh. ideas, let's bring that to the table and talk about it. And mm -hmm. so it's super important to uh, not be judgmental right. and being able to mm -hmm. be have good interpersonal relations. And that's coming mm -hmm. from like an introvert, you know. I'm not super great, right. but I think anthropology has really helped me push myself out there a little bit and mm -hmm. kind of be able to work with people. Right. Because previously, you know, as a high schooler, introvert kid, mm -hmm. I'm just not even going to try it all. Yeah, I was kind uh, of the same know, way. So. so, but anthropology makes me want to com talk to people and get to know them more, uh -huh. even if it's in a weird kind of scientific kind of way where I'm kind of analyzing people but I mean you, you don't know. even have to think of it that way you can just think of it as trying to understand people right that's yeah. really what it is it's not really like oh it's not cold analysis it's, <laughs> it's trying to understand where people are coming from right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so what are some of your favorite projects that you've worked on that's what I was trying to think of because I knew I had something I was like what was it and it was that so what are some favorite projects of yours that you've worked on there at uh, KMOS yeah. or in general I mean we can talk about it in general yeah that's fine uh I came OS. I've I joined a thing where we talked to a. It was I forget the town now. It's blank. Uh, Menden, Missouri. Uh, okay. There was some sort of train crash there. Oh dang! And we interviewed people there, and I thought it was a really interesting project. Mm -hmm. Some of our, our interviews could have been better, but that was really no fault of our own. I mean, like you it can only just, do you can only do so much. You kind of right with yeah. an interview. You kind of rely on the other person to. To give right. you stuff and not just one word answers. And yeah, stuff. so that that part was a bit tough, but I thought the story was really strong there. Mm. I I really liked because it was just this community coming together to help each other mm -hmm. at this time of disaster. So I thought that was such a cool story. I mean, I wasn't anything crazy. I mostly just did lights, uh, but just being there and listening to these people, I was like, this is this is strong. You know, this mm -hmm. is a good kind of project to do. Uh, in terms of like anthropological kind of projects I've done. Right now I'm doing a uh, uh, thing in October 21st. I've done it before last mm -hmm. year. Uh, we go to the Lexington Cemetery with one of our teachers, oh, okay. uh, Dr. Yelton. And so the cemetery was for primarily, if not all, I want to say African Americans. And mm. unfortunately it has been frequently disturbed and yeah. attacked by people just I, I heard a story about a truck just driving through the cemetery and stuff. And so it's just a terrible, like, story, but we're trying to map out the place and get... This has been in the works for, I'm sure, plenty of years, way before I came along. Right. Uh, but just trying to map out the cemetery and get these names, you know, written down so mm. people know, you know... Who was there. This is, this is my family member, you know? Someone, a real person is buried here... And they were just disgraced. And we're trying to bring back some of that uh, humanity. And, you know, I think we've done some pretty good work. Uh, the people we work with there who own the cemetery, just fantastic people. And, mm -hmm. you know, once you get out there and you just kind of see the place, you just kind of feel real heavy. Cause you're like, I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, you just look around and you're like, each one of those headstones is, is a person. person there. And also, there's so many headstones where you'll just poke around and you're like, there's there's a headstone right here that hasn't even been mapped before. Yeah. You know, someone someone's, you know, son and you know, or whatever mm -hmm. is here and he doesn't even have like 
any sign of him being here. Yeah. So it's just such important work, and mm -hmm. I, I was really just proud to be there and help out in any way I could. And mm -hmm. you know, we got some free lunch, and the, one of the owners <laughs> brought out some some homemade pickles. So you know, we were oh, we yeah. were repaid, I would say, in both, <laughs> yeah. in both pride and in uh, food. So. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. But yeah, I think. I think that's especially one of the more one of the most interesting things about that is is restoring historic sites like that of importance, uh, even at like the the very local level because, like you said, those are people who want who need to be remembered even even if they're maybe insignificant in the grand scheme of the right. world they're yeah. they're still people at the end of the day and they deserve to have uh, respect and dignity even though they're gone right and I think it's. I think that's so terrible that someone would come over and trample that. Absolutely. I think it's it's an awful thing. Yeah, and that's the thing with anthropology. Is it makes you kind of appreciate, you know, what I, I and I feel like I'm kind of repeating this, but it is important just appreciating it's other humans. Thing, yeah. uh, and I feel like it's very easy to get swept up with so many things, mm -hmm. culture, race, you know, anything, political stuff. But, you know, you got to think of other people as humans mm -hmm. sometimes. And, you know, and these these people, like you said, they're just average people, you know. Yeah. They're, in, quote, unquote, insignificant. But that doesn't mean they don't deserve, you know, honor or respect, you know. And, yeah, I think anthropology, it really helps you just try and do your best and help the people mm -hmm. you can. And, you know, not everyone, we can't save the world, you know. Obviously. But you can do your effort to just have respect for your common human. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you would think that it wouldn't be so hard. It should be like but... a basic, it should almost be a basic instinct at this point. But right. But it really isn't, unfortunately. Right. So it's just, it really helps you just, like, have respect for people. Even if you completely disagree, you're like, you know, you can, you can think about it anthropologically and just be like, we come from completely different families, cultures, this and that, you know, they're going to have their way of thinking. I'm going to have mine. And mm -hmm. that's just how it is, you know? Yeah. Stay tuned for more Voices of UCM, brought to you by Rise Community Services. Every minute, there are six children born in the U.S., and one of them will be born with a developmental disability. RISE Community Services believes that an individual's potential doesn't vanish simply because they were born with a unique set of challenges. We believe that each person deserves a life full of hope and empowered by self-choice. If you or a loved one need help, please visit watchusrise.org. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Voices of UZM, sponsored by Rides Community Services. Today, we sit down with Isaiah Townley, a junior anthropology major, and discuss what he likes to do outside of class and work. Mm -hmm. All right, so kind of transitioning off of um, anthropology, or we can, we, we can probably still talk about it through the rest of it, but I kind of want to discuss, uh, like, what, other, what are some other things you do outside of anthropology and your work? 
Yeah, uh, a daily kind of thing I would say I do is I always draw, and mm-hmm. I always, like, usually it's in kind of class, which isn't great, but... Well, depending on the class, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I draw a lot in class. It helps me focus, and I also, yeah, you know, it just uh, is a nice thing. I like to practice. Uh, mm-hmm. I also, I don't do this daily anymore. I usually do it in the summers where I can really focus. Uh-huh. Uh, I love writing. Uh, I mm-hmm. really enjoy, I mostly do like fantasy kind of stuff, some yeah. horror stuff, uh, but I really like writing, and I also mentioned I, I, I like to learn languages as well, mm-hmm. uh, so I try and study that. I do my little flashcards uh-huh. every day, and you know, I'm, I try and really create a habit of different hobbies. I try and focus on one or the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like music. I have a guitar that I like to play. Uh, it's not really something I do constantly or really practice it's mm-hmm. mostly like oh i want to learn this song and i go learn the song and i kind of drop it for a bit so <laughs> you know it's kind of i i would still I, I don't know if i would call it a hobby necessarily it's just kind of a thing i like to pick up here and there i guess uh but i would say those are kind of my main things i, I like mm-hmm. to i'm kind of a creative person yeah and that's kind of what i like to do in my free time i like to just make stuff. I like mm-hmm. to learn as well. I like to read, uh, whether that's, I mean, fantasy kind of stuff. Yeah, it's also for fun, but I also like to learn from it mm-hmm. and help my writing right? kind of stuff. So when I'm not, like, actively doing something, I'm usually trying to learn Okay. for my hobbies. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, like, for something like, like a guitar like that, I mean, I would still call that a hobby, even if it's kind of hit or miss, like, right. on when you do it. it it's, still a, it's still a hobby. It's still something... That you do yeah. on a regular, semi-regular, semi-regular day, yeah, just, whenever you do it, yeah, yeah. yeah here and there mm-hmm. kind of hobby. And and I uh, like, I think it's interesting, like drawing while during class. Um, I've noticed that, like for especially for some people, it really helps. Like just doing something else, yeah. While because I find like I fiddle all the time, like with my hands or whatever, with my or I, I hold onto my phone or something right. with my hands, and that can really help me focus in class. And so. I think that's I think that's good that we that we're kind of moving away from oh you can't do anything in class you have to just wholly focus on the teacher yeah. especially when people um, who might learn differently want to have that because like I said it really helps me focus if I'm like doing something with my hands and I can have that distracting me physically while I'm mentally checked into the teacher yeah exactly. It- that that's the perfect way of expressing it. Just it helps me focus to just have some physical, tactile thing. Mm-hmm. For the longest time, I used to just grab pencils and just like flip it around my fingers. Yeah, I do that sometimes but, also. You know, sometimes I drop it, so I get kind of like, oh shoot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of embarrassing. And I don't want to be a distraction, so I've kind of mm-hmm. just taken that pencil flipping, I think, into drawing right. with the pencil uh, and. I'm not gonna say like I'm the greatest artist ever. Well, yeah. It's just like it helps me focus really, mm-hmm. and I'm not really worried about the end result. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what I take with like all my hobbies is I'm not really worried about the end result. I just like to do them because they help me in some way, whether that's expressing myself, focusing mm-hmm. in class, stuff like that. Because I don't really draw that often outside of class, right. which you know seems kind of weird, but you know I have a goal with it. I'm drawing mm-hmm. to help me focus. Uh, you know, keep me in that kind of zone. And mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, not how you do your hobbies is going to be your own way, you know. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. I think that's, like, I think that's a huge pitfall for 
creative people is that every time like you create something, sometimes it feels like, oh, this is, needs to be good, this needs to be perfect before I stop it. But And I, and I fall into this pitfall a lot also uh, with stuff I work on outside of, of classes. Uh, and it's it's hard to break out of it, but then some. But yeah, like you said, you just kind of have to, you just kind of have to do it. Yeah, and mm -hmm. it's just kind of a whole mental change you gotta kind of do. Where you know, obviously, I still kind of think about it as I'm doing stuff. I'm like, man, you know, I really wish I could do this, especially with writing for me, because it's so easy to nitpick over what you do. Right. But you just gotta go easy on yourself, you know, and think about. It's not like you're publishing or showing. All of the, all of your work towards, you know, I think mm -hmm. everyone can put out a quote-unquote masterpiece that they're really proud of. Right. But you know, there's like every every masterpiece that's been made. There's been like thousands of like you know pieces of papers that just have been scrawled over, mm -hmm. all messy. You know, you don't see that kind of stuff in the museums. Right. You know, and. That's why I think you should just be easy on yourself, man. Mm -hmm. And you're working up to it. You're constantly working right. up to it. It's not like it's hit, like this is your one chance. You got plenty of years. You know that's mm -hmm. plenty of whatever you're doing, pages to write, drawings that you're gonna make. You know mistakes you're gonna make in talking to people if you're learning a language. You know it's it's a journey. It's not mm -hmm. supposed to be something that ever ends. You know you're just gonna keep going with it. Right. And. I, th I thank you for reminding me about this earlier because I, c I had completely forgotten that you did um, the esports commentary, and I c you know go just go and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, maybe. so I'm uh, curious. Yeah, it's actually kind of a funny story how I got started with it. I walk into uh, my work. Uh, we have a thing called the Red Digital Studio, and that's uh -huh. just where all the workers meet and we talk about stuff. We have oh, our right. editing uh, bay and all that, and so I come in. And I see my friend Cassidy, and she's DMP major. She's like making a scrapbook of like mm -hmm. Overwatch characters, <laughs> and I just kind of watch her for a while. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she like explains. So she's ex she's explaining Overwatch as if I don't know about it already. Okay, <laughs> I I do. I I've been playing Overwatch forever, but I just kind of go with it. You kind of go with it, yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm super into Overwatch." And I was kind of asking her why she's doing it, and she's like, "Oh." I have esports commentary kind of thing tomorrow. Uh, I'm really <laughs> nervous about it because she's never played Overwatch. Oh, shit. and she's having to commentate over these people, <sighs> That's and I'm like, <laughs> crazy. And they wanted her to just do it by herself originally, what? and I was like, I was like, uh, you know, that sounds kind of cool. I mean, do you need any help with that? <laughs> and I was trying to like ease my way in because I was right, like, this yeah. sounds super cool. Mm -hmm. And she was also like, you get paid for it. So I was like a little Ooh. little icing on top. <laughs> and she was like, well, here's the thing. If you want to do this with me, we'll have to ask the main guy. I forget his name. Uh -huh. But we literally schedule like the meeting that day. And then we get like everything shown to me that day. Mm -hmm. Next, the or like late night tomorrow, I have oh, to right. go into it. And you have to go on. Yeah, You're just live. like, yeah, literally just like on a dime kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I've never commentated over anything before. I mean, I guess there's Minecraft YouTubing when I was like 10. <laughs> well, I mean, like that kind of counts. That I kind guess, of counts. But like, so, not really. <laughs> yeah. So, live, you know, thing. And I just, I was just like, let's do it. You know, mm. this this is fun. You know, I'm going to do this thing with my friend. 
and mm-hmm. we're gonna do it as best we can. Yeah. You know, and it was so much fun. You know, we mm-hmm. shot at like I think seven or nine, uh, mm-hmm. around there every like week. I want to say every week. Uh, yeah. And it was just a great time. You know, we set up. We got we got into a groove with setting up. Mm-hmm. And then we we just like clicked immediately when we started recording. I felt right, and I mean obviously we were already friends before, but right? But you, there, there's a different dynamic on camera because yeah. even if you're the best friends with someone in real life, and then you're both on camera, you don't necessarily have that dynamic. Exactly, and so you know on camera, I think we just really worked together, and we knew when to kind of bounce off each other because. Uh-huh. Obviously, she didn't really know too much about Overwatch, and I did. So it was uh-huh. a cool dynamic where, like, you had two different people giving different takes. Uh-huh. And it was kind of humorous because, you know, sometimes you'd be like, oh, man, what's what's this character? And then I would have <laughs> to be like, oh, wait, I can't even remember either, you know. <laughs> and so it was just a fun back and forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think she really, for someone who's never seen really Overwatch before, she did mm-hmm. a great job commentating over it. And she learned so much about the game. She picked it mm-hmm. up so quickly. Like, for me, it took, like, you know, months to really learn all this kind of stuff about the mm-hmm. game. And she was just going through it real quick and just picking up so much stuff. Yeah. And I guess you kind of had to. In that I was, was going to say, I imagine you probably kind of have to yeah. when, when you're commentating over right. the game. You're probably going to learn a lot faster <laughs> than someone just playing one character in, right. in Overwatch or something yeah. like that. So it was a cool thing. And, I, you know, we both... Both of us would, like, post a Snapchat and, like, be like, everyone, come watch this, come mm-hmm. watch this. And we got all our friends to hop on. And, you know, it was just so much fun to have. We were pretty much just, like, Twitch streaming for fun, kind of. Right, yeah. Like, yeah, it was a job. But, but you got a little bit of money on the side. Yeah, it was, like, it was just doing something for fun mm-hmm. that happened to pay us some. Because it was just... Right. We were just, like, having a great time. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were thinking about maybe doing it this semester, but it just didn't work out. Right, but, yeah. you know... Uh, whoever is working on it now, you know, I hope you're having as much fun as we did because mm-hmm. it was a cool experience for sure. Yeah, I'm sure it was. That's crazy that they just kind of threw her into the deep end there. Yeah. I wonder how that. I wonder how that happened. I wonder if they, if they maybe asked her and she was like, "Uh, d- sure, I guess," or something like that. Yeah, that definitely seems kind of in her personality. Just be like, "Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, I'll, like, I'll figure it out." G- good for her, obviously, because yeah. she. She was figured it out because I remember I I'm pretty sure I, I watched like a little I didn't watch a whole all whole stream but I watch I watched a little bit of it uh, either last semester or the semester before I don't quite remember and I had completely forgotten about it until you mentioned it right yeah. now so I'm glad I'm glad you had mentioned it because I think that's something really interesting yeah I think I posted it uh, you know we're both part of the uh, animation club mm-hmm. I think I posted there because I was just like I think that's let's, what it was yeah, yeah let's get hype you know everyone mm-hmm. try and join if you can and I think the first stream we had like. 40 kind of people around. That's not bad. Obviously, it dropped later, kind of like 20s and 10s. Right. But that, the the first early streams were just so hype because we, yeah. we were able to get everyone kind of hopping uh-huh. on, you know, all across the world, you know, <laughs> all across the states. I had mm-hmm. a couple friends, so it was cool. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Like, 40 people on, like, the first couple broadcasts, that's pretty good for initial broadcasts of something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be it for today's episode. Uh, Isaiah, thank you for coming on. Thank really you. Really appreciate it. This has been Voices of UCM, sponsored by Rise Community Services. Be sure to tune in next week at 7 p.m. on Wednesday and Saturday. You can also listen to the show by going to ucmbeat.com and finding Voices of UCM under the Shows tab. I've been your host, Andrew Zellner. 
and we'll talk to you next time on Voices of UCM. Did you know that the University of Central Missouri has been leading innovation for nearly 150 years? With more accreditations and more qualified faculty members, our commitment to academic success is unparalleled. And we make sure every student receives the support they need to graduate on time and with less debt. So whatever opportunity you're looking for, make your impact sooner at UCM. With campuses located in Warrensburg, Lee Summit, and online. Find out more about UCM and the power of opportunity in action at ucmo.edu.